Hello, welcome to Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder of Kingdom Builders. This episode, we're going to be discussing wounds and mercy. And just so you know, you are so deeply loved and you are always welcome here. I always like to start with a few funny stories because this world's a little crazy and we need some laughter sometimes. And the father loves when his children laugh. And sometimes the laughter happens because of some mess and fighting, which is the case in in this instance. I have 10 kids. And so the 12 and 14-year-old were going back and forth, Aiden and Alina, they were fighting. And then Aiden all of a sudden just let it go, didn't say anything else. And a few hours later, Adelina comes stomping down and she says, I am so mad at Aiden. I cannot believe he did this. This is unforgivable. And I was like, what do you do, Adelina? And uh, we have a Lego room and there's girl Legos on one side and boy Legos on the other side. And she said, he took every single one of my Lego figures and made it bow down or prostrated in front to his Lego figures. So all on her side, the Lego figures were bent over or laying down flat. And then his Lego figures were all facing her Lego figures. We're talking about hundreds of figures to worship his Lego figures. And I was like, Aiden, how long did that take you? And he said, mom, so long, like probably two hours. And I'm just going to tell you, it was worth every drop. Her reaction was priceless. It's like, okay, Uh, if there's not some sibling rivalry going on, then my house would be boring. Those same two kids, when they were about two and four years old, Aiden's a 14-year-old, Adelina's a 12-year-old, but when they were little, I was reading Aiden a book. Um, it was like Bible stories. And Adelina, her little two-year-old self, comes walking over. She rips the book out of my hand and puts in my hands this like book about making pizzas. And Aiden's little four-year-old self says, I knew it. She hates Jesus. And which we thought was hilarious. It's like... Uh, no, we're going to finish the Bible stories. Then we'll go to the pizza book. Oh, they crack me up. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm disperse the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lonely. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Amen. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in Kingdom Builders, we always talk about building a strong foundation three things. We pray for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. When we pray, we open ourselves up to receive God's love. And for a minimum of 10 minutes a day, we need to be receiving his love so that we can just get through the day. We are going to church on Sundays. That is divine commandment, not a divine suggestion. And so we worship the Lord on Sundays. And then we're staying in a state of grace. If we're struggling with any type of serious sin, We're getting to the sacrament of reconciliation or self-help group or counseling in order to get out of that because the Lord wants to pour out his graces. And then we build ourselves, we build others, and build the church. So today we're discussing wounds and mercy. So Jesus desires to heal all our wounds, and he knows that we can incur wounds in a variety of ways. When I was 
25 years old. I had three kids and I was about 40 pounds lighter than I am now. And I remember this moment where I was sitting in our bathtub and I was looking down at my stomach and it, you know, was has lots of stretch marks on it and fat and whatever. And I remember saying out loud, I hate my stomach. I hate it. And this like voice, this real quiet, it was actually a female voice, was just laid on my heart. Mary Jo, why do you hate that which brought forth your greatest gifts? And I really just had to stop and think at that moment, like, what am I doing? What am I hating? I'm hating my womb, you know? And I have so many people I've prayed with who are struggling with infertility, and they would give anything for those marks, those marks of bringing forth life. And for me, that was kind of like a a realization, a healing moment of like, what actually matters? Like, that's so shallow to even be worrying about that. So now many years later, after many more children have resided and grown in that belly, my son Joseph, he was about four at the time, was sitting on my stomach in the living room and my shirt came up a little bit and he said, why your belly so nasty? And I kind of laughed and I said, a lot of babies grew in there. And he's like, which babies? I said, who do you think? So he starts naming off all these random people, none of which are my children. And then he finally gets to my son-in-law, Josh, who's six foot four. Um, Like, what's the biggest person I can think of? Josh. And I was like, no, not Josh. Then he says, oh, I know. Wolverine was in your belly. And then he, when he come out, he scratch you all up. And that's come how your belly looks like that. And we just laugh. We thought that was hilarious. So, you know, like just knowing you can just laugh about it. Like your body doesn't have to be perfect. It's like our bodies as women, even as men, we take on wounds. The body of a woman especially literally takes on the words of Christ at the Last Supper. This is my body given up for you. We do. We offer up our bodies to give life to a new little body. So we have those, we can have those physical wounds on our body. Sometimes our wounds occur not because of actually, you know, being pregnant or giving birth, but our wounds can occur because of harm done to us. Jesus deeply understands wounds inflicted on the innocent. Women have wounds bringing forth life. Jesus gets that. Women have wounds created by others. Jesus gets that. The question is, this is where wounds and mercy, where people have a real issue is, what about the wounds that we created by our own bad choices? Does Jesus desire to lead us to his mercy if we're the ones that carved our own wounds? And the answer is absolutely. That's actually the reason he died on the cross. He went through his passion and died on that cross. Those nails are not what kept him on that cross. It was his love for us. That's why he died. In Isaiah 53, he says, It was our pain that he bore, our sufferings he endured. He bore the punishment that makes us whole. By his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, 
we are healed. We just have to claim them. So he pours forth his mercy on that cross. You know, that's why he did it. So why do we find ourselves hesitating to cling to that sometimes? What part of it makes us not want to cling to it? Sometimes when we've carved our own wounds, that shame and guilt from those self-inflicted wounds can feel like a disease. It can feel like a form of leprosy. That leprosy that feels like, nah, you're not, you're not really welcome in church. You're not welcome to be part of a Christian community. You're not welcome to worship. This is how the lepers were not allowed to do any of that. And we can feel the same. Those self-inflicted wounds, they can steal our peace and joy. But this is the thing, is that when we walk towards Jesus, completely confident in his power to cleanse us, he welcomes us every single time. This is from Mark 1. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. So Christ sees our open wounds, the scabs, the pus, the infection, and he's moved with love for us. He doesn't hand us a concealer or makeup sponge and say, okay, go ahead and dab. We don't have to ever have to smile and pretend they're not there. He doesn't ask us to hide them or to cover them up. He sees our wounds. He reaches out his arms to all who are broken and blemished. He's not contaminated by our sin. No sin can contaminate Jesus. He's not scandalized by our sin. He has seen it all, literally has seen it all. Wounds do not shock him. He actually even invites us to enter into his own wounds. Luke 24, 39, Jesus speaking, look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. His wounds are glorified and he desires that our wounds be glorified as well. Psalm 51, 7, cleanse me and I will be whiter than snow. Cleanse me and I will be whiter than snow. And the Lord desires us free from those wounds. And the greatest way we can access that freedom is through the sacrament of reconciliation. The priest in the confessional is called in persona Christi. It means in the person of Christ. This is Jesus speaking to St. Faustina. This is what he says about confession. Every time you go to confession, immerse yourself entirely in my mercy with great trust so that I may pour out the bounty of my grace upon your soul. When you approach the confessional, know this, that I myself am waiting there for you. I myself am waiting there for you. It's Jesus there. It's Jesus there. I remember when I had done a Christ Renews His Parish weekend. It's like a little retreat. And our team had gone to confession on a Friday night. And then the next morning, my husband and I brought our kids with us to confession. 
And I still went because I wanted my kids to see me going because spiritual formation, they need to see you going also. And so I went to confession with Father John Kuzmik back then. Now he's Monsignor John Kuzmik, but I gone with him Friday night. And then I went again Saturday morning and he said, oh, hello, Mary Jo, how are you? I said, good. And he's like, okay, how long has it been since your last confession? I said, Father John, I was just here last night. And he's like, oh, wonderful. Which priest did you have? I said, I had you. He's like, you did. Oh, wonderful. And then we went on with the confession. And I was like, how did he not remember me? I was here less than 24 hours earlier. And when I was speaking to my pastor, Father Daniel Scheidt, he was like, it's true. We just forget everything. It's just like, it's just one of those graces. So if any part of you is like afraid to go to the sacrament of reconciliation because like, oh man, they'll judge me or maybe they won't let me be on the the something team for whatever. It's like, no, no, no. That's actually not true. It just kind of washes right off. They don't hold on to it. Don't make your sin bigger than your God. Just get in there and get it off. You know, get it off you. It's like this, you know, dirt or something. It's like, get in there and wipe that free. Give it to Jesus and be free. Don't go in there and be like, okay, I yelled at my husband, but it was actually because blah, 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 blah. Don't even do all the excuses. Just get into confession, get your sins. I yelled at my husband. Yell at my kids. I watched an appropriate show. Whatever you need to do, get it, get it off, get it done so that you can receive his mercy. You don't have to come with excuses or stories. The priest just wants you to be free, you know? So you just come and be free. Well, what if you're not Catholic? What if you're listening to this podcast? You're like, well, I'm not Catholic. That leaves me out. Actually, it doesn't. You're actually welcome to come speak with the priest and receive a blessing. But when you go into the sacrament of reconciliation, just say, like, I'm not Catholic, but I would like just to talk with you and receive your blessing. That would be fine. God desires our deliverance and our freedom from spiritual slavery. We are his chosen ones. We are. This is chosen ones. What's that mean? Well, this is Romans 8. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for all of us, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? Okay? Where's chosen ones? We get to claim that. That's a gift. Jesus desires us to receive every grace and blessing and the fullness of his mercy. You think, but like God gave us his son, Jesus. He's our living water. He's our living hope. But he's a gentleman. Jesus never forces us to come to him. He's always just waiting there with open arms to receive us. And all the lies of the enemy, all the past sinful wounds are just waiting to be washed away. And he wants us to have healing. He wants us to have restoration. That is what we've been seeking our whole life without even sometimes knowing it. So we know that we can remove the lies and spirits of the enemy that are keeping us from his love and mercy, we have that authority through our baptism. So right now we're just going to go ahead and speak out loud because demons cannot read or see our thoughts. We have to speak out loud. We're going to go ahead and claim our authority as sons and daughters of the King. So you're just going to repeat after me in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of unforgiveness I renounce the spirit of unforgiveness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of control. 
I renounce the spirit of control. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of self-reliance. I renounce the spirit of self-reliance. That one's the one I struggle with the most. So for those of you who are like, what's self-reliance? It's like when you think you can do it all yourself. You can't, and there's so much freedom in that. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of anxiety. I renounce the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I am unworthy. I renounce the lie that I am unworthy. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that my sin is bigger than my God. I renounce the lie that my sin is bigger than my God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God is not merciful. I renounce the lie that God is not merciful. And this is the really important one. When I was speaking with a very holy priest, he said that the strongest bondage he sees with the people he prays with on a regular basis is the lack of forgiving themselves. And so if you need to pause this podcast, go ahead and do that. But think of anything that you need to forgive yourself for. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I forgive myself for, and then you say whatever you need to say. When we are specific, it offers more power. You know, speak that over yourself, whatever you need to forgive yourself for. And then you just ask the Lord to take them. You've broken those spirits and lies. You've broken them through the power of your baptism. And now Jesus is going to take them away. So just repeat after me. Jesus, come and take away every spirit. Jesus, come and take away every spirit and any related spirits, any related spirits, and every lie and every lie that I have broken, that I have broken. Father, pour your blessing over me. Father, pour your blessing over me. Jesus, pour your precious blood over me. Jesus, pour your precious blood over me and seal in all the healing that you have done and will continue to do. And seal in all the healing that you have done and will continue to do. Make me invisible to the enemy. Make me invisible to the enemy. So you have broken those spirits and lies through the name of Jesus. You've asked Jesus to remove them from you. And then you ask for the Father's blessing, okay? So now you're free. There's nothing holding you back from receiving his mercy. This is Jesus of St. Faustina. Look into my heart and see there the love and mercy which I have for humankind and especially for sinners. Look and enter into my passion. So I just invite you to claim the love that was poured out for you to claim his mercy, to allow him to heal all those wounds so that you can have the peace and joy that your father desires for you. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.